The following episode is dedicated to the life of Ronnie Wilson, multi-instrumentalist and co-founder of the popular R&B and funk group, The Gap Band. That Greenwood Archer and Pine, baby. Fire and Little Africa intends to keep your legacy of that Tulsa sound going strong. Rest in peace. The Woody Guthrie Center and Bob Dylan Center present Fire and Little Africa, a multimedia hip-hop project inspired by the resilience of Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now, coming at you live from Greenwood, here are your hosts, Ali Shaw and Doc Free. Oh man, Doc, I'm so excited about today's episode. Like I've been smiling all day looking forward to this. Thank you. Folks Lisa. have been asking me what we doing today. And I keep telling them you're going to have to find out when the episode drops. Yes. Hey, Listen, <laughs> here we are. We're going to do it because I only told my mama. You didn't, you didn't you didn't tell your mom. No, that's the only person. That's the only person I know. Only person I know can keep a secret. Okay. <laughs> that's what mamas do. Yeah, right. I keep this under wraps, man. Professional. Right here. Yeah. Okay. So how you guys doing? We are Doc. doing well. We want to make sure Alan. we give you a proper introduction because you you are a part of his, hip-hop history, and I just want to make sure that we give you all the flowers today uh, because you Thank so you. deserve them, all the work that you've Thank done. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> a lot of you guys um, have been listening to the album, and Party Plane, the video, will be dropping very soon. Uh, by the time the episode, our episode drops, the video will have, will have already dropped. Um, but mm-hmm. this particular vocalist singer songstress if you will is featured on the track with charlie wilson tulsa zone um she is also saint dominic's auntie (laughs) so she has a a direct connection to the family um she did a lot of work with death row records and so i'm gonna have a lot of questions for her about that time and her journey um but doc you got anything that you would like to add to that before we you hit all the main points. I'm just over here, Giddy. I want to get to the questions. You got questions. I got questions. This is the strong stress. This is the voice <laughs> that you could you you find yourself you involuntarily involuntarily humming these words. Keep your head ringing. <laughs> ding, ding ding dong. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, cause like that for me. I mean, like I all right. I didn't tell my cousin, but man, I just like hyped it up for myself just by bringing up the film and the song and other Death Row songs. And yes. I was like, yeah, man, I'm like, man, that voice. And then my cousin's like, yeah, it's like an iconic female song just right there, bro. I mean, like, hey. you really have like a lot of that going on in the hip hop these days. I'm like, man, I can't wait for you to hear. I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I can't wait for you to hear the episode afterwards. So we are, as Ali said, we were talking to a pit of hip hop history right here. The strong sister, velvet voice. Like I remember growing up thinking like, who sings that? But we go through the liner notes and our tapes and things and we pull the thing out and stretch it out and these names, we read them. But to have a face to register today, be able to talk to this person, I'm very excited today. Make sure 
questions i was like no 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 we'll, we'll get to talk later so yeah well, yeah and now the universe has found its time yes it has how are and you, you were so supportive i'm doing great you were so supportive on that video shoot too Allie. thank you oh, thank, thank you. you i was in a toria j styling assistant mode that night <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mama, exactly. Mama, Tulsa mode. <laughs> listen and i tell everybody like it was one of those last minute things like you got a flat iron and a curl i'm like you're going to use my flat oh, iron yeah, on Nancy Fletcher's hand? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm like, I don't think I've used it since. I'm like, I, f- I feel like I need to pray. <laughs> oh, you're, so- <laughs> oh, you're too sweet. Too well, sweet. Thank you, Ellie. Just knowing like what kind of spaces you've been in throughout your career and the type of people that you've worked with. But before we get into that, I want to start with your origin story, as we like to do here on the Fire Little Africa podcast. <laughs> where, first of all uh where are you from i'm from brooklyn new york okay and, Bush, and, crown heights okay that's, <laughs> i was curious i have a friend from bedside yeah. you do oh, okay yeah um and so you grew up in brooklyn new york yes most of your life and yep how did you get your start in music i know you've got some musical family members Mm-hmm. my dad yeah uh-huh. my dad was a singer but um I was a dancer first I used to dance ballet I was in dance companies I went to LA when I was 16 okay and um 
my mom took us out there, you know, she couldn't stand New York. So I love New York, but she was tired of New York. She went to LA and we had been there a lot because my father was a singer. We would go back and forth when we were younger, you know, we would go, but this time it was permanent. So we get there and, um, you know, I started dancing late, like 13. I just started doing ballet modern. So when I got out there, I got into a dance company. I went to some dance classes and I kind of hooked up with the people when I uh, got into a dance company called Black Ballet Jazz, Chester Whitmore, one of the greatest tap dancers ever. He's in LA. It was his dance company. So um, I joined it. He took me around the world. So went three times. I was best. And I was, um, I wasn't really singing them, but everybody would hear me singing and they'd be like, oh, you can sing, Nancy. Why don't you? So anytime they were singing in the show, I would do it. And then I just um, started singing and in plays and stuff. And then that's all started singing. And um, one day, uh, because I really wasn't really going to be in the industry. I just wanted to do Broadway and do things like that. But I had my girlfriends, they were dancers. They were like, you should sing, you need to sing. So one day somebody called one of my girlfriends for a Barry White audition. This was like 1990 something like that, 90. Now I'm from Brooklyn, so I really liked hip hop. I love Barry White because back in New York, Barry White was popular back in you know the day, I would hear stuff, but I was more into hip hop, that was my era. So um, when they called my friend to go to the audition, she was like, I can't sing, but I have a friend that can sing. So she was like, Nancy, go. I was like, nah, Barry White's kind of old. Cause then Barry White <laughs> was, um, you know, he was popular back in the 70s, but at, at the 90s, he wasn't as popular in the States as yeah. he was. That's kind of around the time when he was making the practice what you preach, the resurgence of the... Exactly, you exactly. Know. The um, um, Secret Garden, all that. Yeah. All that, yeah. Right? Secret yeah. Garden. So um, I was like, I don't want to go. And it was like, you are going. <laughs> they said, are you serious? They practically put my clothes on for me. <laughs> that was my first audition ever. And um, so I go there and it's like all these girls, every female in the business in LA was there. It was like hundreds of girls. And I didn't know what to sing because I never auditioned. I had done a play and I sang Stormy Weather. You know that song Stormy Weather in the play? That's all I knew. So I just sang an acapulco, acapello. And um, I walk in and it was Barry Wright with all these guys. Like it was like the board. It was like, it was all sitting there. And I just, um, I had on this purple dress these high heels, you know, <laughs> and I just stood there and I just sang a cappella. And he was like, okay. When I walked out, the um, lady that was holding the audition, she was like, Nancy, Barry Wright wants you to stay. Stay. I was like, okay. And then I stayed. And then after all the girls, he picked four and I was one of the four. So then he had us all go in and then he said, okay, I want you guys to dance now. Now, you know, that was my thing. I'm like, I'm about to eat right now. I'm yeah. So then I did, and I'm telling you, you have the agent who um, held the audition, she became my friend. She was my agent. When she showed me that video back, like a year later, I swear to God, you guys, I can't believe I was like, I was doing everything, every dance, ballet, street, I was going off. And the other girls are like, there was (laughs) one of the girls. They were not ready. No. And it's funny that one of the girls that was there, I didn't know it at the time, but she was Dr. Dre's girlfriend at the mm-hmm. time. I didn't know until later. But then I got to know her later. 
And she told me, she was like, Nancy, I swear. When you came there, she said, I was so mad. I'm like, struggle, make me lose the job. She said, she, she can dance. She said, I was so mad at you when you did that. So um, I got the job. She got the job too. It was four of us. We got the job. And then, you know, we, um, after a while, Barry made me like the choreographer. Anybody that came in, I would train the girls. And it's funny, back then, he was cool with Big Daddy Kane. It's oh amazing, my God. right? Yes. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So I was in the studio one day and Big Daddy Kane and Mr. C walk in. And I was like, cause you know, I love Big Daddy Kane. I was like, oh my God. And I didn't know that Barry and Kane were like tight. Both Virgos, I'm a Virgo too. They were tight back then. So um, they, um, uh, Big Daddy Kane came to do a song with Barry. It was called All of Me. And me and the other girls got to do background. That's a, uh, this is a, um, <laughs> Something I've never told anybody. So there's a song called All of Me with Barry White and Big Daddy Kane. And I'm doing the background, me and the girls. So that was the first time I recorded, really, you know, uh, well, sort of, but, you know, on a major um, platform like that. So I did this song. It was great. And, you know, I was so happy to see Big Daddy Kane. You know, I was. I'm like, hip hop in the house. I know I would have been. Hip hop in the house. So um, we did that. And then Barry White took me around the world like, two and three times we went I mean he was so major overseas he was like Jay-Z over there and over here you know he was kind of calming down but we performed for kings queens he took me around the world like two and three times I went everywhere what would you say uh would be like the the biggest market that you saw overseas for Barry White I mean all of his places were like and there was young kids coming to see him out there the biggest maybe was was it Paris? Um, we did the um, what's the no? What's the big thing at the London in London? Um, what's the you big place? Like I don't know. Back then it was. Uh, it's so you know, like the, they have the um, what's the big thing out there? The one I forgot the name of it. But it was. I mean, he was major everywhere. We sold out everywhere. We performed at opera houses, you know, and he carried a, a full piece orchestra with him everywhere. So. It was just a grand affair. It was like, and Barry White is like a king. It was one of the best experiences, you know. Everything was business, no, um, you know, no funny business. It was just all a great experience, you know. And I stayed with him from like to like ninety three, the beginning of ninety three. So I was, um, I lived in L.A. in this place called it's called uh, NoHo now. It's like North Hollywood. Little, yeah, right, right. You know, North Hollywood, it's, it's like yeah. that little area. And every, all the major artists, I'm telling you, um, Belvin DeVoe, uh, Michael Bivens, everybody lived around it. Everybody like lived in that area. The big skateboard, like, hub now for, so SoCal is no-ho now. Uh, we got a lot of right. cats that have come over here to Oklahoma to to engage in some farming activities, but they're all skater kids. Uh, they get the spots in Thrasher Magazine, Transwell, but I, I hear NoHo is NoHo is still the spot. Yeah. Yep. Are you from um, Tulsa or are you from LA, Doc? I'm from Tulsa, East Tulsa. Oh, okay, all right. Yep, so um, I was, I lived there and I was walking down the street one day. I didn't know I was singing, but I guess I was. And some lady <laughs> heard me sing. She was, um, Dr. Dre's bass player's wife. They had just came from Detroit. Tony Green, T. Green. Um, and Dre was looking for a singer at the time. 
I don't know. So I was walking down the street singing and the lady told her husband, he was like, yo, there's this girl that was singing. You need to find her. She lives on the block. So he came and found me, Tony Green. And he was like, Dre's looking for a singer. Can you come down? So I went down to the studio. It was the Village Studio in West Hollywood. And Dre was it. Now I was, you know, I was into hip hop. I mean, East Coast hip hop. You know, I never really... I knew about Dr. Dre. I used to like that song, um, Deep Cover, that him and Snoop did. Yeah. I remember him, but I wasn't really into them that much. I knew that, I knew about NWA, but you know, not really, because back so, in New York, we weren't, in, we didn't, re- we weren't really into LA rap at all. Yeah. So who are you, no some West your favorite, Coast. who are some of your favorite East Coast rappers? Because you know, that time was the East Coast, East versus West was kind of. telling you. Was, yeah, well, you know, up. right. But um, it hadn't started at that point. Okay. This was this was ninety three. Okay. So, but who were some of your favorites, like from the East Coast? Yeah. Oh my God! Everybody like O'Kane, um, oh Bismarcky, rest in peace. Um, Who was just everybody? uh, You know, because when I went to LA, the first song. I mean, when I was in New York, I used to go to the Bronx because I went to high school in uh, uh, in Manhattan, Julia Richmond High School. And all the people from uptown, Harlem and the Bronx came to that school. And that's how I got my first taste of hip hop. And I used to go out to the clubs out there, you know, and that's when I, so when I got to LA, the first um, hip hop song I heard was the, um, to the hip hop, you know, the- uh, Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, right, right, Sugar Hill Gang. That's it. And I was like, and nobody in LA knew about uh, hip hop then when I was 16, nobody knew about it. So I, um, but you know, it was just who was out back then. Everybody um, uh, was Postanus in them. Um, you know, De La Soul. Uh, yeah, right. De La Soul and them. I used to love them. I used to love everybody. Oh, Slick Rick. You know, Dougie Fresh. Yeah, oh, they were, I used to love all them. You yeah, like Roxanne awesome. Shante? Oh my God! Oh yeah, Roxanne Shante. Um, I just watched that like, movie again. I can't even day. think of everybody that was out back then, but. Um, I used to like just all the hip hop people. And um, so uh, I went down there and um, I went to the studio, met Dre and he was like, okay. He said, um, so he put on a George Clinton song and he said, sing to, you know, back on. And of course, back in New York, George Clinton was hot uh-huh. back in the day. So I knew about George Clinton growing up when I was younger. My sister used to love him. She used to go. So I knew the song. So I just sang along. I forgot what song it was. He was like, all right. And he was like, well, you know what? Uh, I'm doing this project. He said, can you just be here every day? He said, I might not need you, but I just need you here in case I need you. He said, I'll, you know, give you, uh, you know, like a living expense, whatever. And I was like, okay. So I would just go there every day. And he said the first, and the first project was Doggy Style. That's what he was working on. When I got there, they had already done What's My Name and Gin and Juice. Um, yes. That was already, I mean, it was kind of, I did a little background on what's my name, I believe. But Gin and Juice was, um, you know, David Ruffin, the singer? Yeah. From The Temptations. His son did Gin and Juice. He did all the parts, wrote it, came up with it, everything. Can you believe it? He did all the parts. So crazy, right? (laughs) David Ruffin Jr. It was a wide Right, he did Gin and Juice. What's my name was this girl named, um, I didn't know who it was back then. I found her later because she um, I had a, anyway, this other girl did What's My Name. So um, the first song I did was Lottie Dottie. 
That was the first song oh they had me do, right? <laughs> and I remember Dre and Rage um, pulled me to the side. It was like, okay, now you know that song by uh, Sukiyaki? And I knew that it's all because of me. I was like, yeah, I know that song. They said, just do that. And I went in there and I said, and I think Snoop was there that day because he was hardly ever there for the recording, but he was there that day. And I just, and now everything I did on that album, I have to say was one take. I just did it. And they were like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was I like, that's see that. It. Yeah. Like, that's it. And when I did the part, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, they love that part. <laughs> and I'm like, but like, you, yes. okay. But like going back to like your roots, like you from the East coast, you grew up on that slick Rick. Song, right. So of right, course you're right. going to know it like inside right. and it like, out. And then, you know, they were really referencing the Sukiyaki song. They right, were like, right. it's all because, but I guess it was, um, but they, they were referencing that, but it was Slick Rick. They were right. like, you know, they just saying it. Used it. Yeah. Right. They were like, do that. So I did that. And then um, that was great. And then after that, it was just, I did everything. We did the skits. Um, I remember George Clinton came up because we did the song on Tupac's album, uh, Can't See Me. Have you heard that? You yes, can't see me. Favorites. Okay. Well, that's me on there, but we did that for, um, Snoop's album uh-huh. that song was supposed to be for Snoop I don't know what happened but um I mean I found out later from Corrupt he said that they had it first with I mean that they were going to do it but um so they saved it for all eyes on me yeah I don't know why but I'm telling you when George Clinton came in there you know I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah just me George and Dre in the studio was sitting there and it was a small studio I was like oh my god I saw him at I Kane's can- ballroom in Tulsa one time and he walked right past me and I was like oh I touched George <laughs> George Clinton, I might get some magic. Exactly. He's the best. So I was so excited. And then, so we did that song and then, you know, we just start doing everything. We did um, Murder Was a Case, um, just everything. I did all the skits, you know, um, so everything. Doggy Dog World. You did Doggy Dog World. Yeah, Doggy Dog World, yes. And with the um, dramatics, oh my God. That was great. Uh, and then, oh, with Nate Dog, we did Ain't No Fun. Nate Dog was on Ain't No Fun. Ain't No Fun. And I just went in and, hey, I just went in there. And okay. Went all. Yeah, okay. Let me, I have to stop you just for a second because you know I have an old school show on our station here in Tulsa. I know you told me. It's the Weekend Rewind with Ali Shaw. And now I play these songs all the time. I, I even have the radio version of Ain't No Fun. It ain't the same when you play it on the edited version. But when I tell you, I will never hear these songs the same again. Like I knew this, <laughs> but now like being able to talk to you and hear your experiences with it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Nancy Fletcher on Ain't No Fun. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here reliving like all the, the past selves, like uh, 12 year old Scotty, 13 year old Scotty. Like, hey, hey, hey. Right, right, remember right. That? Remember that? Yes, that was us. <laughs> yeah, that was us. <laughs> That album was crazy. Oh um, and then um, we did everything. Um, what else? Uh, Murder Was the Case. Mm-hmm. My favorite one I did was, um, uh, what's the one I did um, when I doubled his voice? Oh, this is for the G's and this is for oh, the hustlers. Hustlers, I doubled his voice. I'm like, I'm a rapper now. I double speech yeah. voice all through that. I loved it. That was great. That song was so dope to me. That beat. And the thing about it is like, whenever I would go in every day, I would just be so excited to go into that session because Dre's music was so good. I knew, now I like East Coast music. So when I heard his, I'm like, no, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. I was like, this songs are going to be great. And um, 
you know, I used to just love hearing those beats. Um, when I went in there, we did um, just all the skits, you know, the one with Sam Sneed, you know, I don't know if you know about that skit. Um, we did, um, um, everybody's got to hear this shit. W but that was me and all right. Malia Franklin, God rest her soul. Malia Franklin, she was one of the uh, one, one of uh, the P Funk. What is George Clinton's? Remember, he had the singers. Um, she was one of those. So right, well, yeah. And she just came. In. I don't know how she got that. She came in one day, and I was in there. She just came in and did that part with me. I think I don't know how that worked out, but we did that, and just everything, you know. Um, it was just a great experience. And when um, and we did all the skits at the same time, at the very end, can you all the skits on the album were done at the same time real quick because Dre was really overdue for the um, album. He was supposed to turn in and he was late as usual. So, you know, the funny thing about that is, um, you know, Dre was so late that Jimmy Ivan, when he came to get the masters, he came, it was like, he said, they had all the warehouses around the country stay open late to start printing that thing. They had a oh helicopter waiting, yeah, waiting for the master, and it was crazy. And um, so Jimmy took that master. I went the second it went out. Yes, you did. It. The second it dropped. Yes, everybody really was waiting on that back album. Back then, I don't really know back then what it was. I really wasn't because I really didn't. I swear to God, I didn't know. Yeah, I just know that everybody like was rushing around. Sound, like. Right. The skits is to me is what made those albums back then. Like and the skits were crazy. The chronic, the crazy. all of those albums. Like it was just like the production yeah. in yeah. general etched like that part in history out. Like you can hear, yeah. like I think about the involvement of Clinton P Funk, uh, like him securing such great songstresses such as yourself. Uh, and I think back to like world class wrecking crew, like he, like, oh, like man. you know, he had that view. Like, yeah, uh, I feel like right. Dre had a lot of East Coast in him whenever it started. Yeah, like, when he started like yeah. hip hop started like making its way out there. You know, Boogaloo became like the dance form for the West Coast breakers yeah. and everything. Yeah. So that's, that's super dope. And like the whole, this is a whole hip hop story because I feel like a lot of MCs, they start out breaking. You know what I'm saying? Especially yep. back mm-hmm. then. I mean, that's how I started MCing. Like, I started out breakdancing. So, dancers right you know, start using the vocal thing but yeah. don't test me in the cypher because i'm like yes. <laughs> okay this is supposed to flow now, and i think that's why dre i think that's why dre is such a great producer because he was the dj before most djs are great because i'm like of course because they know how to blend and make sounds and they know what people want to hear that's what i think dre yeah. knows what people want to hear that's his gift i think he knows what people want to hear so and I think that comes from DJing, you know? Mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to reach so the we, crowd. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So then we did that project. And then the next one was, I believe, um, one of the soundtracks. Um, it's one of the soundtracks. But before that, we, uh, we went on Snoop's first tour, the first um, chronic tour, which is crazy. Um, you know, we only stayed out like about, a week, but it was supposed to be a year. We went out with Def Jam, Run DMC, The Boss, Onyx. Remember them? Oh my yes. gosh, Boss! Remember was on The that Boss? You know, yes, I love her. Yeah. Yes, deeper. Yeah, she's she's my her favorite. son is a rapper now. Um, we follow each other on Instagram. Her son, yeah, uh, and um, it's like right around right Onyx. 
I, I used to dress like boss sometimes. Oh yeah. You <laughs> did. Yeah. Flannel and the boots and the, I wanted to be boss so bad. She was so dope. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she was. She still is. And Onyx, remember Onyx? Yes. Great. Oh, Slam, yeah. Shifty, yes. Crazy. Very into the hardcore New York scene. Like I need all of that extra. Yeah. Extra, right. extra. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. It was great. It was great. That tour. So it, it didn't last long. Mm-hmm. we were so depressed and I felt bad for Def Jam because Def Jam was so they were so professional so organized and I know and we were going to be out we were we probably would have been millionaires because we was going to be out for you Snoop's first tour mm-hmm. after Doggy Style can you believe it so what but the thing, it? why didn't it last that long well the reason why well we were going to go at first but then I got canceled because nobody wanted to insure Snoop it was hard mm-hmm. because of the reputation. I think and he had just had the murder case, I think. So he couldn't get insured. It's crazy. Nobody yeah. wanted to insure him. And then once they did, you know, when we got out there, it was, you know, um, it was just crazy. You know, we were, Dre was all, everybody's professional, but um, Suge brought his guys out, you know. And these are guys that had never been out of the state before. They'd never been anywhere. And I'm telling you, man, they were. <laughs> Acted like they ain't never know <laughs> They would do some like, they would do some like, look, if you had a, because um, I had backstage pass, you know, like, oh, Nance, let me hold your pass. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I don't know. You know, I'm like, okay. Bring. What they were doing is they would take your pass, sell it to somebody, take the money, then beat that person up and take the pass back. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. That kind of stuff. But what ended the tour was, and I was in the van. You know how they have the vans that take you back and forth from the venue to your hotel? Mm-hmm. This was after one show one night. And we um, we were in the van. The driver, he stopped at a gas station. It was me and a, one of the other girls and Suge's guys were in there. And the guy went out to get gas. And one of Suge's guys just took off in the car, got in the car and took off. <laughs> so that guy called the police. And then, you know, they were looking for us to do anything, you know, yeah. they, you know, one false move and that was it. So we went to bed that night and I didn't know it. So I didn't know any, you know, anything happened, but when I woke up, I'm thinking, I'm okay. I'm going to the post office, take care of my little business before rehearsal. I walked downstairs. It was surrounded. The cops was like, go back up. You can't mm-hmm. go nowhere. The whole in we were in um, Milwaukee. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, they was waiting on for something to pop off. Oh, Oh, yeah. They bored Milwaukee, yeah. And you know what that guy, what that cop told me? He said, everybody, he said, if we find one seed in anybody's stuff, everybody's, and I was like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Dre and Snoop and them had already found, they had already got word, and Dre told me they had to run across this field (laughs) and got, they were already home by the time, he said that we was at home watching them on TV when y'all woke up. So they got out of there. Dre, Sugar, Snoop got out of there. And um, so it was crazy. So then the tour ended. It was only, we was only there for like, maybe a, we did uh, Rochester. We went to Atlanta. Atlanta was crazy. Everybody mm-hmm. in the industry was in. Atlanta was crazy. We did, um, uh, maybe that was the only state. I think we only got to three states. Mm-hmm. And then it was over. And we were supposed to be out for, you know, so long. So that was, um, that was that was period. That was was it around like a spring, summer? Well, what time of the it year? Was not, no, it was it was fall, I believe, because I fall. believe it okay. was 90, was it 93 or 94? Maybe it was, because the album came out, when is, maybe came out the, in the end of the year, Doggy Style did, I got to figure that out. But um, no, well, it had to be summer because it was warm out. 
I can't, I can't, I got it. And you know what? Nobody, I haven't seen any footage from that tour. That was the best tour. I mean, Dre had uh, me and the other background girl were on stage. Now you remember, do you know the show um, Paternity Court? It's this TV show now called Paternity Court. Have you guys heard, heard of it? But I haven't yeah. watched it. Yeah. You know, the judge on there, uh, mm. she was on tour. She went on tour with us. She was uh, the same bass player that took me to Dre. He, she was from Detroit like him. They were from Detroit. He flew her out because she was a singer, but she was also studying for her bar at the same time. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And she went on tour with us. So it was me and her. Is it Lauren Lake? The, Lauren, yeah, Lauren Lake. There you go. That's yep. it. Lauren Lake. She was on, I was on one rise and she was, I'm telling you, first of all, when we went, she and I were so excited. When we got backstage, we were like, we're here, we're here. <laughs> we were so hyped for that tour. It was so great. And uh, Joelle was one of the singers, but me and Lauren were dancing and Joelle like was, you know, a featured artist back then. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, cause she had done the chronic and, you know, she was like the female of death row, the lady of death row before I came. But so she had her spot in it, me and Lauren and I did my parts in the song, but I was basically like the dancer and the singer. I was getting busy too. I, that's why I want, I wish I could see some footage of that tour. <laughs> no, yeah. I've never seen anything. Well, the album, I did, never seen. it dropped in November 23rd, 93. So you're right. Okay. So right. Fall. So, right. So this was 90. So we did the tour the next year. It was probably spring or something. Okay. We were going to go, I think in the fall we had rehearsed and then it got canceled. That's when nobody would, we had started a rehearsal. We had the band and everything, a full band. Uh, it was great. And Dre, you know, Dre's great at, uh, you know, um, creating the show. He's a great creator. He does all the staging, everything. He yeah. has all the ideas and everything. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, you've seen their show when they have all the guys oh, yeah. smoking. We had, um, and that was when, um, God rest his soul, I can't believe he died. Um, the comedian that just died. Um, oh my God. Uh, you talking about, was it Earthquake? No, um, he just died. He did, he played Easy E in um, oh. Easy's video. That's when it. Yeah, I can't uh, think of his name. I know exactly. Is it Ezel? Um, no, no, that was his name in Friday. Hang For on. Friday, Friday, oh, exactly. It, it, yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's my guy. So I can't believe, because um, I can't think yeah. of his name, but he was out there with his, and they had him doing the whole easy, it was a whole stage for the easy thing where they would take him and what did they hang him or do something? They, it was great. Anthony Johnson, that was going to bug me, yes. Anthony okay. Yeah, AJ, 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 yeah. AJ. AJ. And, you know, he was um, hanging with his heavy, right? But it was funny because when we got off tour, he kind of went, because you know he was in the uh, Easy E video too mm-hmm. after that. And I'm telling you, it was so funny because Dre barred him from coming to the studio. <laughs> he would come down. There. I was like, hey, hey I'm Asian. Why are you? He's like, man, Dre barred me. I'm like, really? <laughs> it. He was barred, banned from the studio, banned after that easy video. So it was all that kind of crazy stuff going on. But the tour was crazy. It ended too soon. We, everybody was in tears yeah. when that tour ended. And I feel bad, like, for the Def Jam people, too. Because yeah. I know Run DMC, Onyx, they were, like, and they were all very professional. That whole crew was professional, you know. So I know they were, like, dang, it wasn't us, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 Who knows what would have happened after that happened. 
had that happen kind of thing. Oh my God. Just, I mean, we would have been rich because that, you know, we're making just a whole year. I was snooping. We like, we were doing TV shows and stuff, everything, you know, it was crazy that had to end. I was so, so yeah, I was going to say where, in what direction, there's a good gap of time in there before you started working with Tupac in 96, I would say that was. Yep. 96. What were you doing between now and between that time? Just everything with Dre. We was doing shows we were doing. And then, you know, we did keep the heads ringing in 95. Mm -hmm. That was um, a good one. And, you know, that song, it's a shame. I mean, I was, look, I was doing so much back then. I was on, I was singing with everybody. I was a dancer. So I used to, you know, do everything. I was like, I did a, um, I sang with Karen White, did the stuff with Karen White, people oh my like gosh, that. I didn't know that. Yep. That was a trip. That was a great, and <laughs> Dre got me fired from that though. But he didn't know he did, but, you know, he was, it was crazy because, I mean, I bring that, I bring that up because keep the heads ringing. One day I was in rehearsal with Karen White and we were supposed to go to Japan, right? And then Drake called me. He was like, yo, Nancy, uh, come to the studio. He said, I'm going to take my verses out of keep the heads ringing and I'm going to let you do the verses. So it's going to be, you know, your song in the remix. I was like, I'm out of here, right? So I asked Karen, I was like, can I go? Um, she was like, well, no, you know. I was like, uh, I got to go. <laughs> mm. Now, Dre didn't know that I was singing for her because when I left her um, rehearsal, my agent called and she was like, Nancy, uh, Karen said you can't come back. <laughs> oh, man. So when I got to Dre's house, I was boohoo crying. He was like, what you crying for? I was like, I told him, he was like, I didn't know that. He said, but you could have stayed and came later. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. No, but see, but I know Dre, because once Dre is hot on something, you got to catch him there. Because if he gets too cool, he'll forget about it and move on. I yeah. was like, I'm out. I'm going to the studio. But when I got there, it was crazy. It was me, Dre, Sam, C, whatever. I couldn't think of anything to write. We sat there for two hours. I was like, I couldn't think of nothing. So he was like, all right, well, and we never revisited that again. We just left. I was like, can you believe I could have been on the, that was my song. I was so hurt. I was like, but then I didn't even think back then to get a writer. Cause you know, we had to write everything. I was like, why didn't I ask him to get me a writer or something, you know? Yeah. So that was crazy. Um, so I did that and then we were just doing so much stuff. We did Above the Rim soundtrack. We did um, the Murder Was the Case soundtrack. Yeah, Another Murder iconic. Was the Case on. Yeah. I did a couple of things on that. Wow. So we were just, I was just doing stuff with Dre all the time. And then Dre actually introduced me to Pac. I don't know if Pac asked to meet me, but I know they were doing California Love video. Mm-hmm. And Dre called me. He was like, come down, come, come hang out, come down. And I was like, okay. I went down. It was in the um, desert. He, I, he didn't tell me Pac was there, I don't think. But when I got there, Dre was like, Nancy, come here. He was like, hey, Pac, here's Nancy. Nancy's Pac. And he was like, oh, hey, Nancy. <laughs> now, you know, I had known, I had heard so much stuff about Pac on the news and everything. He was, remember, he was spitting on people. And oh, yeah. Stuff. When I met him, I was like, crazy. And I knew he was coming to death row, but we had kind of left. I mean, Dre and his crew, we had kind of moved out of death row when Pac came. But Dre worked on him, his stuff. And then so Pac was like, yo, um, I'm done with my album, but I want to get you on the mix. He said, I want you to come down and we'll put you on the mix. So the next day he called me and I went down 
And I think the first song we did was like, um, was it Who Do You Believe In? Or one of those songs, Who Do You Believe In? And, you know, Johnny J, his producer was there. We got Cool, his wife. And they would just call me like every day, either him or Johnny J would call me. And I wound up doing like eight songs with him. Eight, four, yeah, four got, four were on All Eyes On Me. Um, and the rest, they just put out randomly after he passed away, like Unconditional Love, mm-hmm. um, Don't Stop The Music. Uh, we did a couple of other ones. But on the album, I did, um, I did, um, Life goes on with another girl. Another girl was uh, was already on the song, and he was like, "Nancy, I want you to just add some. Come and add something to the song. Just do, you know, go off." And I just did a few, like all the oohs and ad libs, and then I did stuff like that on the song because you know that was her song. I'm like, I'm not gonna really <laughs> right, right. You know, song. I mean, then I did. Um, oh, we did. That's when uh, Dre bought back "Can't See Me," so I was already on that. I didn't have to do anything for that. Pop just killed it <laughs> that's one of my favorites on that album can't see me is one of my favorites too that yeah. is one of my favorites Pac was really went off Dre was like hey he really killed that and then I did um oh holla at me of course with um Bobcat who's uh LL Cool J's DJ produced that one okay yeah and then I did um oh um DJ Pooh's song um this <clears throat> one dun, dun. I can't think of that. It's um, I can't think of that song. DJ Pooh produced it with um, the Outlaws. I can't even think of that name of the song, but I did that. And um, then uh, you know, that whole period was crazy because I, um, you know, I was still waiting for Dre to sign. You know, Dre didn't want to sign me to Death Row because he knew he was leaving way before. He was like, nah, because I was like, why come? I was like, nah, just chill. I'm about to do something else. Just chill. I was like, okay. Trying to but, give you some foresight into. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. He was, but I was busy. I was doing everything. I was dancing behind people. I was, you know, um, Domino. Remember Domino? Yes. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, I was yes. Sweet potato dancing. pie in the ghetto <laughs> jam. Background dancing. Yep. But let me say something funny about that because, you know, I'm from New York. I don't know what's going on out there in Long Beach. But I think Snoop and Domino had a beef at the time. I didn't know mm-hmm. that though. Somebody called me the day I was, I think I went to audition or something and got the audition, but I didn't know they were friends. I didn't even know about that. Oh, wow. So, um, but I was still doing stuff with Snoop and I was, but then uh, one time <laughs> it came down to uh, Snoop got called to do Saturday Night Live, right? Mm-hmm. And Domino got called to do, remember uh, Arsenio Hall show? Yes. For sure. He got right. He got called to do that show the same night, Saturday night. And I had to choose. I was like, oh my God, because I love Domino. And you know. Yeah. So one day Snoop comes to me one day. He was like, because I don't know they had beef, right? He was like, yo, Nancy said, you know, you mean to tell me that you're gonna go work for some suck ass nigga and not <laughs> something like that. He said, I was like, I don't know. But of course, you know which one I t- chose. Yeah, SNL. You know, SNL. SNL. I was like, went back home to be on the SNL. You took the, word, you took the yeah. words out of my mouth. I'm like, yo, I got on my family. I was like, I gotta do it. And they got another girl to replace me for uh, Arsenio. I just, I, we were was talking kinda, about that when I saw you, how they released that clip not too long ago of you singing with Snoop. 
I, I, yeah, I, was I, like, posted I remember that, that. Like, I remember yeah, I watching it live. You do? That's crazy. That was, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge man, that was one fan, of the so best yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, that was the best show. That was when, now that was when Suge was, you know, he was, he went out there. I'm telling you, he was, you know, trying to get a few East Coast artists to come over there for a but. Hmm. that day i'm telling you that day was so iconic and i keep you know i keep telling people that the first time i met Pac was at the california love video shoot i better stop saying that because that's the first time he came down to that in new york the rehearsals yep for snl he came down to the rehearsals first he came by himself right during the day when we were rehearsing and he was like you know i got my rich bitch i'm gonna bring over here later and everybody was like he said, yeah, my, I got this rich bitch. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Guess who he walks in with later? Was it Madonna? Is that when he was with him? Madonna? Absolutely, yes, Madonna. <laughs> he walks in with Madonna. We was like, whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted like, to ask you because to me, he is the epitome of a true Gemini, okay? Yes, But do 100%. you feel like Pac got a really bad rap? Like, do you feel like what he was portrayed in the media? Like, I want to know what was he really like in person? Like when you got to hang out with him in the studio, like, what was mm-hmm. Tupac really like? He was great, totally opposite. Well, around me, he was sweet, um, supportive, you know, very hardworking, very, just so talented. Mm-hmm. Turned off songs like crazy, you know? And he was just a great, he was so nice to me when I finished his songs. Like the next morning he would come by, he was like, Nancy, come here for a second. He put me out in the home. He's like, I just want you to, I'm going to thank you for lacing my song. He said, you really, I was like, thank you. He was so nice and humble and you know um I mean there was a side of him like that I didn't see but you know like he would (laughs) you know one time my nephew came up there to uh, meet me he was young a kid like I don't know how old he was but he came up there and he was waiting for me in the room right now this is the side of Tupac that you know if you if he didn't know or if, if you came up there and like he would say, who you coming here to see? And if they didn't get the right answer, bomb on them. I don't get like, it could be your cousin coming to pick you up. I was like, so my nephew said, that, but I didn't know this. I didn't know he was doing that uh-huh. until my nephew came. He was like, lady, he was like, auntie, I was sitting there and um, Pop came to me. He was like, who you, what you doing? He was like, and I, he said, I'm Nancy. He was like, oh, okay, okay, you good, you good. <laughs> but if he had said the wrong thing, he done got bombed on. I was like, I mean, so was super overprotective. I don't know what. So there was things, you know, and then there was a few things he did. But to me, Pac was great. He was beautiful. And I know, and he was a beautiful person, period. He just got caught up in the wrong crowd, I think. Yeah. You know? I and I think like he was, you. you know, trying to impress, you know, I don't know. But he was a sweetie. I just wish he could have evolved and gotten older. Yeah. And he was a very, he was an artist for real. He yeah. was in his, you know, he was really an artist. And I wish he had um, been able to, you know, get older. He would have been great. Well, I, I wanted to ask he, you, because we all, we talk, we all have those stories of like, well, where were you when? So when Tupac died, yeah. what, what do you remember about that moment and where, you, where were you at in your life? I think I was in LA. I just remember being so, because you know what I thought? I was like, oh, he's going to make it. I was like. Did you know he had done. I, I there never, was a lot of us. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of us. We were like, yeah. we'll wake up tomorrow. Oh, he got shot they again. Gonna yeah, they're gonna, they gonna be right. Right. Surgery. Okay. He, he got brush it off. Yeah. Right. I was. Yeah. That was. I could not believe it. First of all, I couldn't believe all that body of work. I'm like, I just 
was looking forward to going on tour, you know, doing stuff on tour. And I just, not for me, but I'm just thinking about him. I'm like, all oh, that hard work he did. Yeah. I can't believe they did that. And I, you know, but, you know, I kind of figured the way he was handling himself, what I heard, I'm like, you know, cause you know, you're not invincible. You know, you can, anybody can get God. Right. I just never thought that anybody could get to him yeah. with, you know, the security. I thought he was protected. So that kind of hurt me. I could not believe when they said he died. I was like, yeah, I couldn't was, listen oh, to his music for, it was about a week. Yeah. And my daughter's dad, we were driving from Norman, which is near Oklahoma City, to Purcell, his hometown. And he mm. pops the tape in. I was like, mm, and I reached over and turned the stereo off. And he was like, no, we're going to listen. We're going to listen to Tupac for about 15 minutes. And of course, I'm just, <gasps> just bawling. The whole yes, time. crazy. Like, why? Why did it take too long? Like he was our right, favorite. Right, right. Yeah, he's yeah. the, you know, he's the goat for real. Yeah. You know, and um, I, I was just, after that, everything, you know, even I was away from that. I was with Dre and him, every, but, mm. you know, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, Dre, you know, you know, he had a foresight. He doesn't like all that drama, you know, all that. Yeah, he goes in the studio. He don't. Dre don't. You know, nothing straight working until afterwards. So, it was a lot of drama up there. And then, um, that was like the end of it when that happened. I was like, whoa. So, you know, um, so, but I don't know. You know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Now I was gonna say I just knew Tupac from the time I met him at California Love video till he mm-hmm. died. So that wasn't that long, but it was intense. You know. Yeah. When I was in the studio, I was more so with Johnny J, his producer, hanging out with him, mm-hmm. more going to. So. So through all of the work that you've done, because I know this is this is the one thing that I really want to discuss with you. Um, you have mentioned several times that you really didn't get any credit for the work you did. Oh, yeah. The skits you've written, the background. So. First no, all, I didn't write the skits, you know, I, I mean, I would well, just, you help write with the them. Skits. Right, you, you right. I was, right. But um, first of all, why? <laughs> like, number one question, why is that, Nancy? Okay, I'm going to tell you why. And this is, you know, Death Row, like I said, they weren't, they weren't like the average company. Like, they weren't signed to the union. I was in the union after and SAG back then, because, you mm-hmm. know, for yeah. certainty, I was, I was already in the union. I shouldn't have been working for them because I could have got kicked out the union because they weren't a signatory to the, most labels have a contract with the union, mm-hmm. all the major labels. So if you come, if you go sing for our artists, then we're going to pay your um, 15% towards your health and dental, you know, it's going to go through. So, but death row and priority, those kind of writ labels weren't signed to the union. So I wasn't supposed to work for them, but of mm. course, you know, like, but so, because they can't protect you and I didn't have a manager. It was just me out there, little me out there doing my thing. So I thought when I got there, I didn't know that death row was like a role company. I thought they were professional, you know, Dr. Dre's, you know, I was like, right. I didn't know. I didn't even know really about Suge at that point. I didn't really know his reputation, you know, um, I didn't know about that. So I thought they were going to do right. The professional thing. I should have had a manager, but I didn't. And I'm telling you, um, the only reason I got the two credits I got on doggy style, um, Lottie Dottie and uh, doggy dog world. Like I said, Snoop was hardly ever there for the sessions, but he was there for those two. And how I got those credits, like I said, Jimmy Ivan came at the very end, Russian, trying to um, get the masters. And I swear to God, I saw Snoop at the door. Jimmy, Jimmy Ivan was about to leave. I saw Snoop at the door talking to him. He was like, I was like, 
because at that point I knew because nobody came to me about credit, about business, paperwork. I was like, um, I was like, I wonder if Snoop is telling him who sang on the song, the credits and stuff. So I ran over there. I'm like, Snoop. Um, and he was doing that. <laughs> actually. He was mm-hmm. like, I was like, Snoop, can you tell him that I'm on, the, you know, with songs? I'm, he said, yeah, Nance, I'll hook you up. So he told him, and but all he knew was those two songs. He didn't know. So that's why I got credit on those at the very last minute. And mm-hmm. it says like additional vocals on one. It doesn't really have the, like featuring, like Lottie Dottie doesn't say featuring Nancy Fletcher. It says additional vocals. So, and that caused me a problem. Fast forward, as far as streaming and stuff, it has to say featuring in order for you to get Right. Well, she got to get pretty. It's a long story. But so mm-hmm. that's um, it was just like it was a role company. They weren't business and I didn't have any protection. So and then when I would tell them to do uh, the credits, they were like, OK, we're going to do. But then the song was out and they had a practice of doing stuff like this. Like it was crazy. You would go in there and sing a song. Right. And Sugar, whoever it was, you would probably have like one of his homegirls. He would put his homegirl's name on the song featured and then they would split the royalties mm-hmm. so you would just be like and like what can you do the song is out you can't sue them it was crazy like that I was so upset all that work and it was like that on a lot of stuff and you know I probably should have left but you know I thought okay well I'm doing my own project I'll just you know deal with that so have you, know, you been whatever. able to rectify any of that now moving forward like some yes yeah, yes yeah, some of it I have but not a lot I'm still trying to handle a few business, a few things, um, but I'm getting some of the percentages, you know, but not like I should, you know, mm-hmm. not as right. it's more of like as a background singer, not the featured artist, not a lot of it, but that's coming, you know, I'm working on that. But look, it's been how many, 25 years. <laughs> I'm going to say woman to woman. I've seen this happen so many times <sighs> and not just this industry, but you know, the industry I work in as well. It's like, and I'm really getting sick of it. Like, I'm yeah. like, I need women to get their credit. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it was a, the, uh, the men too. You know, there's a few people who I kind of hooked up mm-hmm. with. Because uh, when I start getting my stuff, I start, you know, like a lot of the people, um, there was a guy that, oh my God, he died. He was a keyboard player. Um, it was so sad because I was trying to find him for years to hook him up with it. Because he did gin and juice. He played all the keyboards and, Mm-hmm. I can't I can't think of names right now but uh, he just passed away and I just hooked up his wife his girlfriend I gave her the information so now she's getting the royalties thank god but good. you know um I was trying to find him for years and then he died I'm like so and even people like mm-hmm. if you were gonna give any bit of advice to future artists you know like what I know you mentioned about you, you know, getting your SAG and app, you know, SAG card and all of that. Like, right. what mm-hmm. other things it's in today's time? What would you tell these artists now? Well, yeah, I do plan on doing like once I get out there, I'm going to really do seminars because I would just tell them, first of all, to make sure you take your session report in there, your paperwork from after have taken in there, get a management, get somebody. You know, the main thing I would tell artists mm-hmm. is don't represent yourself. Get somebody to represent you. Artists shouldn't be talking about money. They should only be singing because, you know, yeah, it causes because, you know, even though people owe you money, you know how it is. If you come for it, people get agitated. Like, man, even if they owe you money. Yeah. So I was talking that that happen with little brother right now. I don't know if you guys, Doc, you've seen a lot of that. Yeah. Show and Fonte and Big Pooh. Yeah. I see cats streaming like stop streaming. Yeah. Boys get paid. We got to. Yeah. 
But I don't, who is this about? Uh, who is this? Uh, little brother? brother, Fonte and uh, Big Pooh. They are uh, they uh, the listening and the minstrel show. Both of those albums were produced by or well distributed by a particular label, and they have not gotten paid for that. It they're is. not getting paid. I've never so heard of asked, of, uh, a rap group or something. Yeah, heard of them. yeah, yeah. They're from uh, Ninth they Wonder Tulsa? was with them at one point. Oh, Ninth they, Wonder. Okay. Yeah, he was their producer. Oh, I love Ninth Wonder. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, they've since parted ways, but they're they're still you know making records. But they've basically asked their fans, "Hey, stop streaming that stuff yeah. because we're not getting anything from that." To me, it's like if it's if they lost soul ass, yes. you know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. they 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 on that level with like how they go about they doing things with the conscious hip hop tip and everything. But um, I just noticed this. That's kind of was the trend. It was a very cutthroat time in the nineties and. Mm-hmm there was definitely not a lot of people protecting women, black women, especially. That's it, yeah, especially, like, right. Especially for cats like yeah. Pac. And I keep hearing these stories right. here, Jada Pinkett Smith talk about it. Like Pac was about yeah. protecting black women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was as much as he could, you know, in that situation. Cause I asked him like, Pac, how come I didn't credit? He's like, oh Nancy, cause you came in on the mix. But I know that somebody else came in on the mix and got the credit. I was there. I was like, so, mm-hmm. but it's not him. It was, I don't, he didn't have any, you know, he probably could have done his best, but you know, cause even the producer, Johnny J, they didn't, you know, a lot of people didn't get their credits and that's millions, but they did mm-hmm. work that out after a while, you know, but, and it's sad. It's really crazy that they don't look out like that. But like I said, they were not professional, you know, like you can't say Dre wasn't into all that stuff. Like the credits, he wasn't right. in the Different label type of business, you know, like I said, Snoop was at the door with Jimmy Ivan telling him, oh, you're not supposed to do it like that. You know, yeah, that's yeah. Not, mm-hmm. he's walking out with the masters. You're telling him, who's like, that's supposed to be handled before. You're supposed to have your paperwork. Yeah. I just figured, okay, I thought that, I'm like, okay, well, Dre's going to take care of me. I didn't know that he wasn't really in that part. Yeah. You know, he's really with the creative part. So it was just like, I, you know, didn't handle my business. I wasn't able to. And you know what? I would say if, I would have said, okay, I'm, you know, I, he's my manager, whatever. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have came back. <laughs> they would, they don't, they didn't play that. Like you couldn't bring people up, extra people in. Yeah, I was. Yeah, just about that you know, too. just like some representation. Like, okay, Dre, you know, here's the middleman. Dre was, you know, yeah. I'm sure now. Now, and I used to beg them to take people to the union as singers. Now they're doing it. After Dre got aftermath, he got, prof- you know, they weren't professional. They didn't know better. Look. Snoop, when I first met him, his wife was pregnant. Now this is Snoop after Ed. He he was talking to me one day. He was like, "Oh, I got a um, something about his baby." I was like, "Aren't you in after sex?" I like they'll pay for. I said, "You have made enough. You have health and dinner. You ain't got to pay for nothing." He was like, "Wow, what is that?" I had to tell him about it. Wow. After, they didn't know. They didn't know about the union and everything back then. So, you know, they're just young and just you know in there just got a break and just you know they didn't know better and the company they had no professionals running the company <laughs> you know it was yeah. just shug and, them and some of his little friends running the company they didn't have so they didn't even know about the union really back then so so you were there to educate them in some ways in some ways she always went for the thug type she called me big bro i feel like i was mr right Played along with it just so I could spend time Even listen to her on the phone while she complained about her love life I threw hints like a pitch and she wanted, uh We never got the first base, I still want it, yeah 
Scared to speak on how I feel So it lingered like a spill Shit got worse like every year Cause rejection what I feared In gray areas I found a place to live Then I had to remember who I is Yet and still Might call a sis just to cover it up Ain't seen her in a few But still ain't getting over enough Because potential I lust I seen the world against us I feel like we wouldn't lose Sometime reality sucks A band-aid over cuts We still fam no But damn no We were so compatible Girl we, we could have it all Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the I'm fact that uh, I don't want to give away too much, but I think, well, I guess I can go ahead and say it because what this will drop after the video, but um, you recreated what you did and, uh, and <laughs> keep the hands Thanks ringing. to you in the video, making sure you had all the details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we as I said, Victoria J. Styling assistant, I'm in there oh, like, no, she was like, oh, you, you, have that. You, were, you were so good. You were so good. <laughs> That was so fun to experience that. But what what did you think? I mean, how are you feeling about the project overall and just being involved? Like how, what has this experience been like for you? I mean, it is a pleasure. I'm so happy to be um, contributing to this project. I mean, it's everything, you know, the Tulsa race massacre, all that, it's everything. It was, you know, it's, you know, our history. I mean, for, and this history is like, you know, something that was like pushed under the rug. I'm so glad they did that project because I didn't even hear about it until I'm trying to think if I heard about it when that came out, when, when you guys were doing it. I don't know. Um, it's just, that's going to be one of my questions for you. Like, when did you first hear about the massacre? I think maybe then, um, if I'm not mistaken, you know, um, wow. I don't think, because I know I would have made a bigger deal about it. It was just a couple of years. Can you believe that? And you know, I think that, um, you know, it's such an important project. It's such an important project. That's why I'm glad they're trying to do get it in the school curriculum. They have to, because it's just, um, you know, and I think it's going to spark, um, I really think that they should, um, you know, they owe those people. It's just horrible what happened. It's just horrible. And, you know, um, I'm happy to be part of the project for one, because, you know, it's historical, it's about us and it's, you know, so important, but then what you all did out there, how you guys got everybody together. First of all, that album is my favorite album. Like I told you the first uh, show you guys did at the, what was it at the, um, in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Yeah. I, I bang that more than I bang um, the verses, the uh, locks and dips at <laughs> verses. Cause I watch that every day. I think yeah, I watch yeah. that verses every day. <laughs> and, <laughs> I do. As one I do. should. You know what I'm saying? That versus, the oh my God. Person. The best. So, but I'd watch that contemporary show because that that was, it was great. I and just, the songs I are so was great. just in Oklahoma City last weekend. I drove past the museum a couple of times, just like, oh man, that was just such a good night. It was the best night. And speaking of Jada, like, you know, I'm so happy Jada's, you know, brought up about the lip singing because I'm like, I don't know one artist in Fire Little Africa that would not be live that have lips I've never I mean that's one thing that I loved about them I'm like 
you know, they are, they go hard. They don't play. This is real. You know, everybody's writing it, you know, spitting live, no backing vocals, no nothing. No, tra- I'm like, so, so that. So name um, a few highlights from it. What are some of your favorite parts throughout the. About the album? Yeah. I mean, we know you like the whole album, but was, was there anything that really stood out to you? Yes. Um, um, raw, uh, raw cocaine. That's my. <laughs> yes. And the one. Um, yes. Descendants. Oh my God. What? Oh yeah. When they did that live at the thing, it was crazy. I love yes. um, uh, Thomas who come yeah. on. And I love um, Mr. Burns. Like, oh my God. He's crazy. He's crazy. He's one of my favorites. And Today I love is his um, birthday. Actually. It yeah. is. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> Burns, Big MC Burns. Happy yes. birthday. M-E. Boy, the- Earl Hazard. Yes. It's crazy. Um, top down, and I'm a uh, Shaheem is oh, so yeah. sweet. I love him yes. on that show when he was doing his take a seat. And I was <laughs> like, oh, I love him. <laughs> he was so cute in that show. And then, like, I like the guy that does, um, like the one that does raw cocaine. What's his name? Stop. Um, yeah, yo, he is dope. He's so he's dope. in he's a crew hot. with Doc Free called Oil House. Oh, yes. Oh, you know what? I, I I heard about that once I saw you guys on a podcast. No, I saw his interview. Yeah. I saw his interview. When, when you guys interviewed him, I watched that. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like, of course, I like, oh, my God, wait a minute. What's the guy that's saying? Been through it all. That is my shit right there. And that oh, all the all the ladies. I love all the ladies. I love that. Oh my god, who's a ain't nobody got what we got from the baby? Oh my god. Tony Foster is my guy. I love him. Just everything. Um, oh my god, the little sweetie that what's the one that is a boxer too. He's a fighter. Oh, Hakeem. Uh, Hakeem, yeah. Come on now. Come on. Hakeem, don't, don't play with it. Those are some, <laughs> and of course, Dom Flight is my, you know, but that song, Reparations, is my. Yes. Yeah. The video, I was like, well, you know, had to be done. I wish I could have seen me. Well, we did see. Uh huh. That's real. I guess. You, you've seen the original and you've seen the, the, the other. <laughs> What, right, do you, what do you think crazy. about all those? I mean, I think they had to do what they had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got creative, but I'm glad we got to see a little of the of the original one. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. But yeah. you know, just everything on that album um, is dope. The whole I can play the whole album through, no skipping, no skipping. So, how did, did you yeah, get did brought on to the project? Like, how did who called and asked you? Because I'm I can assume, but you know, no, actually, and you know, I'm gonna have to. Wait, excuse me one second. I got to put the fan on because, you know, um, it's about, you know, hot <laughs> put the fan on. Um, I think, you know, well, I know Simon said, Steph said that he had always wanted me, you know, because he used to um, he used to like my stuff back in the day. And he used to um, you know, have a singer try to sing like me, he said, when he was working. And I guess Dominique. No, you know what? No. They didn't call me. It just so happened. I was calling Dominique about something else, right? Uh-huh. And he was like, I'm so busy working. I was like, I know. I hear you. Congratulations. I was like, look, I need to hop on that project. Oh, they would love it. They would love it. I'm like, excuse <laughs> me. You didn't call me. Why you didn't call me? <laughs> you called me first. Excuse me. <laughs> and um, they just, and then Steph called me right away. He was like, oh, he was like, um, 
they sent me something. He was like, I'm going to just think of something for you. And then they sent me something. I went to the studio here a few minutes, and it was a wrap. I sent it back, and that's it. Oh, my gosh. We're so excited that you're on the project. And Thank you, guys. Very honored. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I, I understand. <laughs> it's about that time. I, I, I do the opposite sometimes now, too. I'm like, all of a sudden, I can get super cold. Like, what is going on? Thank you. Well, yeah, after, after that, then you get really cold right after, right? Yeah. Doctor, you don't know nothing about that, doctor. You don't know nothing about that. I don't know. You know, 38, <laughs> if your T levels drop, you start sweating in the middle of the night for no reason. Oh, oh you yeah. do? Oh, how do you know what you know about that? Yeah, doc. Yeah. No. Well, I, I will say we have I will say we have one final question for you. Um, and I'm sure you've heard the phrase used quite a bit throughout the process. And and I and one thing I did want to say to our listeners as well, apparently Nancy Fletcher is a really big fan of the podcast because when I met you in person, she was like, Oh, and I love when you talk to such and such. And I was like, How do you even know? She's like, Oh, I've been listening. I love this. I, love I do. This. I listen to, I love all the episodes. They're really good. They're really interesting. A lot of them. There was one, he had somebody on there. Um, and there was one guy, he had, Oh, the one that has the, um, the newspaper. The oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, love yeah. that. That, that was great. Yeah, because I didn't know about that. Yeah, I I, I, that was a really good one. And what he, that was really good. That was really good. Yeah. So I just want to say thank, thank you very much for being an avid listener because that really meant a lot to me. You have no, I, I teared up a little bit. I try not to show it. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I'm like, so oh my sweet. gosh. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like I'm like sitting here about to hit the oil house chat. Like, hey, Saran, guess what? <laughs> you just got flowers from Nancy Fletcher, bro. Yes. Deservingly, deservingly. Yes. But through this entire process, um, you know, you've heard the phrase everything is us. So we want to know what does everything is us mean to you? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh everything is us. Well, it means I think it means that um that everything like you know everything is us like we you know I don't I can't describe it but um like everything is us like everything going on you know we're part of everything everything you know we're we're as a people I think we're in this together you know I think that's what it, I take from that you know we gotta I think that we have to come together and build back you know mm-hmm. or as a race you know we have to build we went through a lot and you know everything we're all in this together. That's all I take it. We're all in this together. And we have to, you know, build it back and be the true kings and queens we are. You know, that was tried, you know, what they tried to take away from us, you know, and um, that's what I take from it. Yeah, that's exactly how we feel about it here. Beautiful. Building each other up. Because I can't, I keep, I keep thinking about that tour and the Atlanta show, because I'm thinking this is like hot Atlanta at its prime. Yeah. In the yeah. 90s. Freak no, you, Nick. Come on, wait. <laughs> Freak Doc Nick was Fair, probably still you. operational. Too. Yes. You are right about that. That Atlanta show. Look, um, you can ask uh, I'm, uh, Jermaine Dupree was there. Everybody was there. Backstage was crazy. It was crazy. And the show was, the, um, that show was so, during them show was so good. First Chronic mm-hmm. Tour was so good. That show was so good. And the crowds were all crazy. 
we couldn't go, you know, the only thing in New York, you know, they weren't able to come in like to the city venues. They would go like, like we went to Rochester for the New York mm-hmm. show. We had to go all the way to Rochester mm-hmm. because, you know, they couldn't insure them. It was too crazy. So, but that show was um, great. The best one was Atlanta and Milwaukee was great too. The last one. But Atlanta, you're right, Doc, for thinking about that. It was a vibe for like sure. Atlanta in the night at, at the perfect spot of the 90s. Like, that is like it was. a hub it really of black was. excellence, like a, a black Wall Street embodiment happening yeah. right yeah. there. It really was. It really was. Yeah. Uh, super Nancy, dope. thank you so much for being with us tonight. And you guys, the time. thank you for having me. Thank we you. En- it was great. We enjoyed talking enjoyed to you. I've been, you I've been so looking forward to this for weeks now. <laughs> I thank you. Ellie, you are so sweet. I appreciate the love, the support. You too, Doc. You guys, Mama this was a great interview. You. you guys are great. I know Mama Tulsa, you're just great. You have been great to me the whole time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Again. And I can't wait to see you, you know, come out there and hang out. I got to come to Tulsa because I had I a great know. time. And I'm there. like, no, I got to come back to Brooklyn because. Yeah, please come. Please. Is there. Come. And I'm like, I really would like in-person time with Nancy Fletcher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got to do it. 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 It's going to be fun. So anytime you come. You I know, got your number now. Roll out the, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Right, you do. <laughs> I'll be calling you for sure. Okay, Doc. So on behalf of the Fine Little Africa podcast, yo, I'm uh, I'm Ali Shaw and I'm real happy. <laughs> I'm Doc Free and I am also elated as well. <laughs> we want to remind you to be the spark. Protect your flame. And pass the torch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, they, them, he, she's, hers, binaries, posts, and otherwise. We have enjoyed a very, very, very dope conversation. I hope you got a little history. I hope it's inspired you to go back, look up these songs, look up these folks, revel in that 90s pleasure. We want to thank our guest, Nancy Fletcher. And to end our episode, we're going to end with Raw Cocaine from the Final Africa album featuring Saran the Seventh, Thomas Who, and Bezel 65. Two beats to your mouth. Raw. Been sleep long enough, wake up, get off. That bullshit, that cook shit, that good shit wrong. Believe nothing you heard, believe half what you saw. That's law. I give you that wrong. Been sleep long enough, wake up, get off. That bullshit, that cook shit, this good shit wrong. Believe nothing you heard, believe half what you saw. That's law. Been sleep long enough, wake up, get off. Yo bitch ass whiplash, snatch niggas up, what the fuck you thought? This was grams in the church like a strip club. She gon' make it rain in the tip cup. I can see the pain in the midst of all. The bullshit, cops on street, nigga hood shit. Glock on, wish a nigga wood shit. Drop to your knees at the pulpit. Yeah, praying for a change. Damn, might never be the same. Pedaling cane, trying to get a Chevy in the chain. Picture that devil in the frame. Levy when it rain. Two shots, steady with the aim. A little Betty taking metal to the brain. Steady with the gang. Really, you a goddamn shame. You'll never be heavy in the game. Better know the name. Big silver on, nigga, don't play. Bros in the beat, it's the entree. Stay down, been real since one day. That's day one, A1, one way. I'ma raise my son like sun rays. That's rise and shine like front page. From a boy to a man like one yay. After that, give a fuck what you gonna say. Cadillac strut on the runway holding my nuts like a sunday wanna talk bucks we can run day food niggas talk shit till the shit come through then throw a fit when the shit hit news lights go dim when you can't see through can't feed them and you can't feed you that's food for thought ain't talking about food when i say i'm fucked
problem. Been sleep long enough, wake up, get off. That bullshit, that cook shit, this good shit wrong. Believe nothing you heard, believe half what you saw. That's law. I give you that wrong. Been sleep long enough, wake up, get off. That bullshit. I'm as raw as they come. Quotes from the gold of a gun. I was caught in the web that I spun. Misunderstood all the purchases. Niggas was hurting shit. We wasn't pitching for fun. My band of brothers were touching the keys in the bass while a nigga was lowering the drum. Ironic how we never stood with a strap on the ground, but we always were posted with one. Big flash. She's Draco. Sweet. This is a cleaning crew. Handle your face, nigga. This isn't peekable. Who wouldn't wear? Listen, that is unspeakable. My mama told me that freedom would come at the moment that I had decided to speak the truth. But her giving birth to an animal always has seemed to conceive. Well, I was on corners in Tulsa with product that spoke for itself while they ordered from me. Grateful that I had avoided the lot cause I knew where to get it a quarter of two. Poppy was giving me game on the ways that my Migos manipulate border police. Homie got popped with a brick in the trunk but came home to a bag when they ordered release. Loyalty ain't a nigga around who had told on me. If you know then you know, if you don't then you don't. You can check every product for potency. Tommy proficient at flipping a half to a whole but prolific with poetry. I could flatten the fiend with a dopamine and I'm doing it wrong if you notice me. Been sleep long enough, wake up, get off. That bullshit, that cook shit.